You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where I have one goal, one, just one, just one, and that is to improve your thinking about how you look at a dental practice. So keep showing up. And as you keep showing up, I'm going to bring new experts, new coaches, new thought processes so that you create a better practice and a better life. And today I bring on one of our expert coaches, Heather Crockett. She is awesome. And we talk about how you can rethink your thinking as a leader in your dental practice and some of the most important lessons we learn and we teach with dentists that are creating great practices out there. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast, where my job, our job, everyone's job on this podcast, including our amazing coaches like Heather Crockett, our job is to bring you great information from great thinkers, great speakers, great coaches, so you can create a better practice and a better life. And today we're going to be talking about the mental state of being a dentist or a dental team member and how you can retrain your brain and enjoy your days a little bit better from some of the lessons we've learned in coaching some of the best practices all over the country. Have you ever thought to yourself, my gosh, this has got to get better. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there many times. And you can either stay there or you can get out of there. And we're going to show you how to get out of there today. So Heather, thanks for being on. Thank you so much for having me back, Kirk. Yeah. Heather's one of our amazing coaches here. If you haven't listened to her previous podcast, I'm going to encourage you to check it out because she's crazy smart and she keeps a lot of our clients on the rails and focused. And she's really an account, an amazing, not only a uh, an amazing person, but a, a, a crazy, amazing accountability partner. And that's what we were talking about earlier, but like just getting things done. And um, we have a million topics coming down the pipeline in just helping our dentists and our teams stay focused. But today, you know, this is one of my favorite is just keeping your mental state in the right place, your, you know, mindset, if anything is a really important thing. And I always say this before we get started, uh, Heather, is like you as a dentist or a dental professional, your hands can only go so far. 
and that's it. Your back can only go so far, but your brain has infinite potential. And what you want to do is make better choices over time. And I'm hoping that at the age of 52, I'm making better choices and I'm responding better than when I was 25 or 27 or even 42. And so that's our hope for you today. So what, why is this topic so important, Heather? You get to coach dentists all over. Why is this mindset so important? Oh my gosh. Well, it's not just important for dentists. It's important for everyone, right? You, you've got to keep that positive outlook. You've got to keep a mindset that is, is happy and, and not depressed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not about just being fake or like empty in this whole thing. I, I think I would start with this by saying, hey, listen, depending on who you listen to, if you're talking to yourself, that's a terrible conversation. I do it. 80% of self-talk is negative. My son will notice when my lips are moving, when I'm stressed and he'll go, dad, who are you talking to? Your lips are moving again. And I'm like, you can see that. And he's like, what are you saying? I'm like, you don't even want to know. So if you're talking to yourself on a regular basis, that is strike number one. Don't do that. Be talking to somebody else, whether that be a coach, whether that be a therapist, I highly encourage that you have a leadership team. Once you build a dental practice and you get beyond 12 members of your team, that's a non-negotiable. You have to start implementing a leadership team. Now you can say, oh, I can lead 15 people. No, you can't. You need someone else that will help you make decisions about the health of your organization. And that person doesn't always have to agree with you, but they've got to be aligned. And I'll tell you what works for me. We have 18 team members here now, and I never dreamed we'd have that many people. And I love it. But a big part of that is the cascading of conversations that happen during our week. So I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little glimpse of how that works for me. I have an executive leadership team. Dr. Barrett Straub is our CEO. He is the opposite side of my brain. I'm an I on the disc profile. He's a DC. So as you can imagine, he lives on the other side of the universe. I just basically give him everything in my brain and every, he gives everything in, in his brain to me in the form of a spreadsheet and organized notes. And so we spend a good hour on a Monday, just processing thoughts. And he'll like, don't say that. Let's get a line on this here. Then we quickly go into our leadership meeting, which we call attraction uh, meeting, which is five people who are the leaders of the organization. And we all go through a very structured level 10 meeting you know, prescribed by Gina Wickman in Traction. I highly encourage you to try it. It's awesome. And we stay focused on what's important in the organization. Again, we don't have to agree, but we're aligned. By, we, by the time I get through those two meetings, I'm on cloud nine. I'm so happy. I have thought, I've said everything that's on my mind. We've IDS'd everything, which is we've identified, you know, discussed and solved a lot of the challenges. And for me, it doesn't become recycled garbage. Then we quickly go into our entire team meeting, and that's important for us at Act Dental because our coaches travel. So as you can imagine, now this is where you have to figure this out on your own, is you got to figure a cadence, a time where you can think better. And for me on Mondays, I don't try to look at work at all. I might check my email a little bit on Sunday night just to go, oh my gosh, there's a lot in here. I don't even do that. But if I know if I can get to Monday morning, exercise in the morning and get to those three meetings, I'm pretty good. And we've solved about 80% of our challenges. Now I can just be the person I want to be. So, and then Heather, you coach dentists all the time on a cadence to get everybody thinking the same way. Can you speak about that? Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy important to get everybody 
rowing in the same direction. And how do they know that unless you have um, key performance indicators, metrics that you're tracking, that you're following those and that you're reporting on them constantly, consistently in a fashion that it's every Wednesday at 8 a.m. or whatever that you've come up with, right? Um, But getting into that cadence is crazy important. That communication rhythm of your practice, yes, absolutely. Just like our company does, we uh, one of our core values is walk the talk. So everything that we do, we coach our clients to do. Absolutely. All roads lead home to core values, all your decision-making. And then one thing you left out, which you're so humble is like uh, a time to speak to your coach, you know, somebody, I think it's actually a really good idea. It's actually, it's really not a good idea to try to figure out a business on your own. Now you don't have to work with us. I highly encourage it. But like when you're talking to somebody who doesn't work in the business, like you and you know, if you're talking to me, which you'd probably want to talk to Heather instead of me, but like, I don't work in your business. I want you to be better. I want your team members to be better. I don't have any emotional investment other than I like your team and I want to perform them perform well. But talk about that external conversation that's important as an entrepreneur. To be better? Well, just to talk to a coach, a therapist, somebody outside oh. the framework of your business. Well, like you said, you're, 80% of your own self-talk is negative, right? You, you need someone else to come in and point out all of the great things that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? I, I do that all the time with my clients and say, you've got to stop being so hard on yourself. Look at all these amazing things that you've accomplished and, and we've come so far, right? Like we, ne- we need to give space to the things that we need to celebrate. Absolutely. Yes, our challenges are going to come up. Yes, we're going to have issues that that knock on our door. We've had some, you know, as an act team this week alone. But we we ha- we have to remain positive. One of my own personal core values is contagious enthusiasm. I wow. don't I don't re- I really don't like grumpy attitudes. Guess what? They, I'll get a text message. I'll get an email. I'll get a phone call with bad news. What What am I going to do with this bad news? <laughs> right. Yeah. I can really complain about it or I can reflect on it. And now, okay, let's, let's think of what we, what we can do now to be positive moving forward. And I oftentimes will help my clients move into that positive direction. Yeah. And a big part of this, I love what you're saying is that, you know, depending on your, you know, upbringing and your experience in life, you basically take your experiences and you try to apply them to your current state. So granted, nobody has a perfect life or anything like this, but what you've created is neural pathways and how to respond to stress and Mm -hmm. circumstances. And Covey said this, which I love you guys. This is so important to think about. He said between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space lies our freedom and our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our happiness. And what he used to really, so I would hear him talk about that and we'd see, and he'd basically say, that's, that's where the secret to life lives is like, things are going to happen to you and how you choose. And the important word is choose to respond is critically important, you know? And so um, you guys heard me, Heather, you heard me mention this. So last night we're cooking dinner and my son, I, you know, I'm like, Hey buddy, Set the t- we're setting the table. I ask him to fill up some waters. And so he gets the glasses and he drops two pint glasses and they shatter everywhere. And his first, he's like, looking at me like, are you going to freak out? Cause I do freak out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Like there's a time where I'm going to pick and choose my battles. And when I'm upset, I'm going to let you know, I might slam a door or two, whatever, but I'm going to let you know, 
we crossed the line here as a family. But the two pint glasses drop on the kitchen floor. They shatter everywhere. And I was like, hey, all right, don't worry about it. And he's like, well, I dropped one of them. I'm like, actually, you dropped two of them. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, don't, you know, we got to sweep that all up. And he was, he was, I could tell in his face, he was like, why aren't you freaking out? I'm like, no, go get a, you know, go get a broom. We're going to get, you know, it's going to be little slivers. And so I'm not patting myself, you know, pat, patting myself on my back, on the back. But what I, I am telling you is like, Ooh, there's glass everywhere. You know, I can choose to freak out on him right now, but he was really trying to help, you know, and he just dropped two of them. And I'm like, Hey, first, first accident of the day. All right, let's clean it up. You know, these things type can happen and it didn't ruin dinner, you know? So, uh, we got to keep moving. And um, when you talk about the negative thing, now, another thing, if you're a listener, I want you to pay attention to this. People always say garbage in, garbage out. That is not true. Garbage in, garbage stays. So um, social media is an easy for one. My question to any of you is like, if you're not feeling good, you feel a little negative, what's going on in your brain? You know, what are you feeding your brain? Because what you're feeding is it's staying. Um, I try to stay away from... TV as much as possible. I mean, I like watching some stuff. I love sporting events and things like that, but social media is really not something that helps me. And in, in social media, you got to remember whatever you're clicking on, it's sending you more. So my daughter, Lily, she's 19. She's going to university of Wisconsin and I, she needs a air conditioner. So she went on my computer and she um, was searching on Facebook marketplace for used air conditioners. She's so sweet. And so the second she clicks it, she's like, dad, what do you think about this one? I'm like, first of all, you're not shopping for anything or going anywhere without me because <laughs> this is good, you know? And then the second she clicks on that, I flipped over to uh, Facebook because I started getting messaging and my feed starts populating with what? You know? Air conditioning units. And even today, like there's air conditioning units flooding my feet. I do not want that. I don't know how to get that out of there. But whatever you click, it it's it just bombards your feet. So if you're clicking on hateful things and like, I'm just telling you, man, your brain is loving the garbage that's coming back. So be sure, be careful what you clip on, click on because it's going to come right back to you. And um, it's just a dangerous dangerous thing that starts to happen. But, uh, and so Kirk, yeah. wait, I, I'm going to interrupt you because Please. This, you're speaking, you're speaking to something that really means a lot to me and to our community, right? So who you surround yourself with will either fill you with that garbage because misery right. loves company, mm -hmm. or you can surround yourself with people that are there to help boy you up because they know that, that you, <laughs> Like you guys all need that positive energy and you guys will feed off of each other when you come together in that sense. Absolutely. You're, you're speaking my jam because, uh, and that's why you got to get in a group. You got to be with somebody. And if yeah. any of you have ever taken great CE, I don't care where you've been. If you went to Coise, you went to Spear, you went to Panky, you went to Dawson, or if you've ever been at a Seattle study club symposium or see, that's the, those are some of my favorite experiences because it's the people, it's the positivity, you know, it's quite different than the local dental society, which isn't bad. I'm not saying that, but there are some that you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm not going there to listen to everybody complain about everything. Because before you know it, the only thing you have in common with them is when you're complaining with them and they're like, yeah, guess what? Guess what? So you've got to be very cognizant of that. And I think a big part of your leadership is being around other leaders that are like, no, don't think like that. 
You know, people always say that's stinking thinking. And that was like an old cliche that you've heard forever, but it was true. Like when you start to think bad, it affects how you parent. It affects how you live with somebody else. It affects how you lead other people. And so I got to be with other entrepreneurs like, no, it's an infinite world out there. It's not a finite world. Like it's a blue ocean of opportunity out there. So you got to make sure that you're in some type of a group. And I'm biased because we created the two, the top study club, but really I never wanted to be the smartest person in the room. I learned so much being in a room with other people that are thinking really well. Now, let me couple that with one more thing. Cause Heather, you're talking my language. I love this is like, I tell every client that we coach and I'm going to tell you, if you're listening, like your problems are really not your problems. I learned that from Dan Sullivan, who is a great coach. Your problems are how you think about your problems. So you might think, well, people in my town don't really like fee for service or I have too much PPO. That is not the real problem. The real problem is how you think about your business. One of the other thoughts you might have is, well, there's no great people out there. That is not true. There's a lot of great people out there. They're just not working in your office yet. So that's a, that's a stinking thinking deal. So like you, you've got to be around the right type of people that are helping you think better because Remember, your problems are not your problems. It's how you think about your problems. Because if anything, I get these young dentists that come here and they go, I have a lot of debt. This is crazy. And I'm like, I get it. You're going to start there, but you're going to start making money soon. And so we have a young female dentist and I won't embarrass her on this, but she keeps coming back. And every time I talk to her, she's like, I'm making money now, four months in. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And so while she's doing the work, while she's staying organized, she's becoming a better leader. But I'll tell you, her real, her real win she's thinking better. You know, she's taking these challenges and she's making them gold. And so it's just a critical piece. So I love the idea of who you're around. You see with your kids, you know, watching kids grow and age, you become the average of the five people you hang around with most, you know? So, and Heather, what do you say to your kids about when you drop them off and how they think when they go to school? Oh my gosh, Kirk. Funny that you say that. So my oldest just started middle school last week. And as a parent, that's one of the hardest things. And I'm thinking, all right, it's all chill. It's all good. But I'm thinking middle school in terms of when I went to middle school, which I won't share when that was, but it was a long time ago. (laughs) And things are a little bit different now. And he's taking things in stride, but he came home those first couple of days with a laundry list of challenges that I don't think I would ever have to deal with right. personally or as a parent, right? And and what I, I, I was calling my sister, who is a middle school teacher in Washington State, and I, I said, okay, we had this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue, and I was complaining and vomiting all of my challenges and his challenges, and she said... Heather, first of all, relax. This is normal. Second of all, you have set him up for success because you have been the parent that you have been. And that was a very sweet thing of her to say, but I still have these insecurities that maybe not. But he did say that, you know, he kind of took these things in stride and we have taught him to let some of these things roll off his back. Like, yeah. mom, it's, it's cool. It's totally fine. I Like I walked away. It was all right. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Thank heaven. Right. And he's saying that he has these new friends. So of course we don't have control and you know, cause you've got teenage kids. We don't have control over everything that they do or everyone that they're with. Um, but the goal is that hopefully we've set him and my other kids up for success in knowing what's right and wrong and how to react in situations. And hopefully it's positive and not negative. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I'm certainly not, we could do a whole episode on how to not perfectly parent because I couldn't even tell you where to start uh, on the perfect side of things. But, uh, you know, there's so many mistakes that you make and, you know, either raising a family. I think about running this business like 25 years ago, I don't even think I would have stayed here the first five years because I was just all over the place and not very consistent. And some of the things you know, I was always trying to be a nice person, but like that didn't work either. Like you just got to be consistent and know how to respond to certain things and give yourself a little grace as you mature and age. And with the help of coaches and all those things, you can start to think better. I want to introduce one other thought too, is like, once you just get your brain in the right place, which is I want to start talking to people, have an organized thought process, stay away from the negative stuff. You know, I believe a lot of the physical part has to do with, so a big part of exercise at my stage of the game is just like about keeping systemic health well. I, you know, I feel like when I exercise, my heart rate is lower. I know for a fact it's lower. You know, I feel like I can deal with stress and if I'm exercising in the morning and then as you cascade the activities, life starts to happen to you through the day. And as your business grows or your practice grows, you're going to get bigger challenges. Like it's really easy to get better when you suck at things. I always say, you know, I've heard somebody say, but it's harder to get better, the better you get. So your practice grew to a million dollars. That's awesome. Be so happy. Now the increments of growth don't happen. Now you got to really think better. And now the problems that come at you are sometimes bigger. And in those problems are the solutions. We always say that the obstacle is the solution, you know, like in all of the challenges. And I tell my leadership team all the time, I tell you, you guys, hey, look, you know, as we continue to grow and challenge it, there's going to be bigger obstacles. And in those big boulders are the solutions. Like, You know, in adversity, one of the biggest examples we saw of this is like the pandemic. The pandemic put me in a really weird place. And I'm so glad to not be talking about it anymore, except in little slivers. But in there, I had a panic attack. I thought this might be over. Like there were a lot of things we questioned. And in that, I heard Nito Cobain say, out of adversity always comes opportunity. Your challenge is to find it. You know, and I kept hearing his voice like almost every single day. And you guys did the same thing. If you were listening, you rallied with your team. And so that's a great neural pathway, a great story that you can tell yourself. While we're talking about the brain, it's really a story. You know, if your story isn't a great one, the cool thing about stories is you could start telling yourself a better story. And stories change. Some stories, chapter after chapter, get better and better and better. And then they have big challenges that come and they overcome those challenges. And sometimes they lose them. But the fact is, is that they're telling themselves a better story, retraining their brain, and they're becoming better writers of their own story. Right? Yes, absolutely. So. I'm with you. Now, well, Kirk, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go, you go. I was going to say the whole, the whole idea for, for this topic was the shirt that I'm wearing today. And on a call earlier in, in the day with Kirk, he said, well, wait, what does your shirt say? And Kirk, what does my shirt say? Yeah, it says positivity. So hold on. I, I got positivity always possible. You is know, positivity so. always possible? It is. Even in the worst situations, you can find good, you know, or the most difficult situations. And we're not like, again, I want to go back to this, not about faking anything, but we can find the silver lining somewhere, you know? And even if it's not in the moment or today, right? Right. We will eventually, like COVID, was there a silver lining to COVID? 
Yeah, it was one of the, it was the most difficult, painful thing I think I've ever done professionally. And out of it came some incredible um, opportunities that have blossomed. And same thing happened for anyone listening in this, you know, and and so the positivity always possible. Yes. Even the most difficult circumstances. And if you're finding it hard to do that, I think gratitude is a great place to start. When you really experience gratitude, it cuts off the air supply to all other emotions. If you ever know anybody that's lived through cancer, you know, and made it to the other side or survived something incredibly difficult, their hearts are filled with gratitude, which makes them very make it makes it very hard for them to be angry um, and frustrated. And so, even if you feel like, "Gosh, I'm a little frustrated," just try to practice some gratitude. Say, "Hey, I'm alive. That's a good start." You know, um, you know, I I've got a house in the United States of America. That's pretty cool. I own a business in the United States. Hey, I'm married. That's pretty good. That's a lot to celebrate right there. And then, you know, I got kids. Their health is pretty good. And you know what? Um, what a what a great way to start. So um, good stuff. Any last thoughts you have, Heather? Just uh, in our effort to try to keep people thinking the right things. Um, I would say understand and know that challenges and issues are going to come your way. That That's life, right? Like we're going to have those obstacles, how we think about that, how we approach it. Um, glass is half what? Full. Half full, not half empty. Not half um, empty. Having that positive mindset, right? Reflecting for a moment, be in that space and how you behave, right? Rather than the knee jerk reaction, give your brain some space. You know, I, I talked about my son being in middle school and my sister grants them grace all the time because she's working with them on a day-to-day basis. She said their brains aren't fully developed. So they act right. like idiots all the time. As, <laughs> That's as, true. as we have days, months, and years of experience, we don't have that excuse, if you will, anymore. Our brains are now developed. We, we have the choice to have that positivity because it is always, always possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so while you're doing this for your own benefit, always remember there's always eyes looking at you. So it could be either team members, people in the community, you know, other leaders, your children, your spouse, your significant other, they're watching you like a hawk (laughs) to see how you're going to respond to this. And my hope is you leave a legacy of like, Hey, it's not the biggest challenge. Oop, this is going to be hard, but we'll be okay. You know, I hope my kids and my, my wife and everybody's just like, yeah, he, we, we got some challenges, but you know, more often than not, you know, the bald guy, he just basically took a deep breath and said, Hey, we can deal with this. This will be all right. No problem. You know, you want to, and you're, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Another thing, hang around with people that go, no problem. And that's no problem. No problem. It's a good thing to hang around with people. No problem. Oh, that's problem, but no problem, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, you'll find that they, they naturally take these obstacles and they make them the path and they succeed through them. So Heather, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. And and, uh, like I said, our mission, our goal for this podcast, as it continues to grow, I freaking love it. It's so much fun is I want you to keep showing up. So here's my personal challenge. Keep showing up, keep listening. Even if you get a little bit of this, my hope is whether you're cutting the grass, you're driving, you're just on a walk, whatever, you get a little bit of this podcast, it makes your practice better and your life better. And you'll see its compounding effect on all those other things. So 
Sound good? Stay awesome. positive, everyone. Stay positive. Oh, All right. Cool. So, Heather, stick around. Stick around. <laughs> <I can even laughs> Too much talk. Stick around when we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practice Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, please share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. You're going to see we've got like tons and tons of shows coming up with some great thinkers on not only the technical dentistry, but the business side, the communication side. So keep tuning in. So until we got see you guys next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. Bye everyone. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.